Ladies and gentlemen, episode 27 of the Rocktown Sports Pod. Uh, this is uh, Rockingham County's only all-local sports podcast, gratuitous plug. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Music Play or Google Play Music. I don't know what the heck it's called. And, of course, SoundCloud. Uh, this is a pretty big podcast right here, folks, because not only is it the first podcast of the eighth month in the year of 2019, uh, we have with us uh, East Rockingham football coach Donnie Coleman. Uh, last year, the Eagles went 13-1, and lost in the state semifinals uh, to a very, very good Goochland team. This is his 27th year as a coach overall. And he is the only head coach East Rockingham has ever known in entering his 10th year in his first head coaching job. Donnie Coleman, how has this summer been going? Are you guys ready to roll Monday? Yes, sir. Thanks for having me in here today. Um, Appreciate it. Uh, It's been a great summer. It's been an awesome summer. I think as you get older, you try to enjoy your time off, uh, which I've had some family time, but I'm kind of chomping at the bit right now and ready to go for Monday. Uh, Can't wait for 8 a.m. Monday morning to start and get out there with the kids and get to work. Uh, first question is the obvious one for you, Donnie. And by the way, I'm Jim Sacco, uh, the usual host, Greg's understudy, uh, if you will, of the Rocktown Sports Pod. Uh, and sitting to my left, your right on your mobile device, whatever you're listening to, is preps writer Cody Elliott. Uh, and once again, we got Donnie Coleman with us. Donnie, you lost 20 very, 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 very good seniors, and I don't think I'm, that's uh, hyperbole when I say use all those varies. How are you guys recovering from that? Um, well, you know, the first thing we did, uh, those those guys were a special group. And, you know, the first team meeting we had with the next group, I told them, you know, and I hope they don't really hear this, I'm not going to talk about them anymore. we got to move on to team number 10. Uh, you know, that was a – going back and talking about that group, that was a special group. And it's really cool for me as a coach right now to keep up with them on social media. They've entered the next phase of their lives, military, college football, college student, workforce – and it's really cool. Those are those were good young men, and uh, that's part of the reason for our success is they were good young men. Um, you know, in 25 years, that was a special group. Uh, every group's got its own little special, uh, I guess, you know, hidden agendas there or whatever, but that group was really special to me. And I think, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, when I see them on the river fishing or something like that, you know, we're going to have a great conversation and, have, and reminisce. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, one thing that group did uh, so much was just establish a culture of winning. I mean, you know, the winningest class to ever come through there and all that stuff. Has it felt any different this year, just going through preseason camp, going through the offseason workouts? Have you felt a different energy now after having such, you know, a long run last year? Absolutely. I mean, you know, those kids won in basketball. They won in track. <laughs> they won in school. Uh, they, they they won. But, you know, I don't think winning was their their number one goal. It was the process of being on the team and getting better, uh, you know, and, and that was a, a tremendous group. Um, now, with this group, I think they've already got a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can kind of see it, and I do too. I mean, you, you, you're just enough confident that, you know, hey, we can – the ship's not going down. We know that, and we're going to play football at East Rockingham this year, and it's going to be good football, and we're going to have good young men, and we're going to battle. And, you know, we – We've been battle tested before, and uh, I, I think this group here there's a, there's a there's enough in the cupboard to to make a sandwich with. Let's say that. <laughs> Let's build off that a little bit. You know, you're our third coach to come in, uh, fourth coach, excuse me. Before you, we had uh, first year Broadway coach Danny Grog, then we had uh, Dale Shifflett over at Spotswood, and then uh, Chris Fraser uh, from Turner Ashby. One of those coaches, I'm not going to ask you guess who it is, but one of those coaches told us, "I watched that I watched that Donnie Coleman's East Rock team at seven on sevens." 
do not sleep on the Eagles. I mean, what what has been going on in the seven on sevens and, and in these camps that is, it's got some of these area coaches thinking, hey, you know, this, like you said, you know, there there might be enough meat to make the sandwich here. Well, uh, I, I, I don't mean to correct you there, but it's East Rockingham Eagles. It's not Donnie Coleman's Eagles. Sorry. <laughs> that's that's the mentality we take. Um, that's the mentality I want the kids to take. And that's part of the reason, you know, this group was highly successful in JVs. I know sometimes that doesn't translate to varsity, uh, but they were highly successful in their junior varsity careers. And, you know, they've just kind of been part of a two-platoon system. Uh, you know, Trenton Morris, Colton Dean, uh, Jamarcus Davis, you know, Mark Carter, some of those kids have sat behind other kids for a long time. Now, uh, I'm going to be the first one to sit here and say we're going to miss our 20 seniors. Okay, I'll miss them <laughs> athletically and as a person. But these kids are ready. Um, they, they've, they've got a chip on their shoulder. They've worked really hard this offseason. I know everybody says they work hard in the offseason, but we have a process in place. Our assistant coaches do a great job. Our kids do a great job of creating that culture of like the process, the process, the process. And that's that's what they've done a good job of. Two of those guys that you mentioned there I wanted to ask you about. Um, Trenton Morris, who we know from last year, had a huge season, um, all-state linebacker. Um, you know, I know, I've heard a lot of praise about him. You know, he kind of got maybe, I don't want to say, you know, hidden, but Blake Baylor got a lot of the attention last year as a senior and kind of leader of that defense. But you bring him back as one of the better athletes on the team, and then you mentioned Colton Dean there, who who seems like he's kind of ready to step up into that role. Um, you know, how confident are you in those two just at that linebacker spot this year? Uh, very confident. Uh, I think, you know, <laughs> Coach Shifflett, obviously, he's he's scouting us, and he mentioned our linebacking core, and that, that could be the strength of our team. And we'll go with our strengths uh, with those young men, including Jamarcus Davis. You know, Jamarcus Davis is a fine football player. Mm-hmm. He's never been on the field as much as some of those other kids, but, you know, his family is <laughs> – they've been a great football family, and we expect great things out of him. And, you know, our other captain going leading into probably the next section there is, is Tice McNair. Mm-hmm. You know, Tice has kind of been in the shadow a little bit, but he's had an incredible off season, a uh, great young man. Uh, so we're, you know, and I don't want to leave anybody off. I've, I could go on and on. Joe Karakoff, Zach Shifflett. I mean, we've, we have a ton of kids that have put put in the work, and, you know, we're really excited to get going here. Um, you know, I don't I don't know if it'll translate into 13 wins, and I don't really care. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I mean, we're going to – seriously, we – I know you guys give me a hard time about it, but we're, <laughs> we're worried about Monday. And then when Monday's over, we're going to worry about Tuesday. So I know you guys give me a hard time with that. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about Tice. Uh, you know, you, you commented the other day when I, I mentioned him on social media, but – um, I've heard it from Kerry Keys with basketball as well. It's just his dedication to the to the weight room, to the gym, to you know, just making himself better throughout the off season. Um, you know, what have you seen out of him just in terms of taking over that leadership role this year with so many other guys gone? Uh, you know, when Tice came into the program, he was a you know, a skinny, real small, skinny type <laughs> kid. You know, stiff wind would probably, you know, but that kid, man, you know, he would work during the day, you know, in advanced PE, and then he would show up in the afternoon and work again. Mm-hmm. And he is just, he's a part of his process, uh, you know, and he's committed to basketball and football at East Rockingham, and he never misses anything. And he's just a good kid to be around. I mean, he's always smiling. Mm-hmm. He never has a bad, I don't think that kid's ever had a bad day. So, and I, I feel confident in him as our leader and as our quarterback and in the secondary. Mm-hmm. He seems uh, a, a little quiet in some of my dealings. Are you seeing him kind of, I mean, am I seeing a different side of Tice McNair? I mean, when he's out there on the football field, is he, you know, taking charge of the situation? Uh, you know, he, Tice is a quiet, quiet leader. He's not going to be a rah-rah guy. Uh, but, he, you know, he will get into it and say, let's go and have fun with it. 
Uh, but he he is a, um, I guess, a flatline type of kid, and that's great as a quarterback. You know, if you're a coach, you don't want him to get too high, too low. I'm not really – in high school, I'm not really looking for a Baker Mayfield. I mean, that's great and everything, but, you know, we need somebody to kind of lead the charge. And Tice is – when the game's over on Friday night, you're probably not going to be able to look at Tice and tell whether we won or lost because he's going to have a smile on his face. I know one thing that's always made you guys unique compared to a lot of teams right here is that two-platine system. Um, you know, is that something that you guys are still doing this year? I mean, because I know, you know, Trenton Morris, he's showed times at running back, and, you know, you mentioned Tice there on defense at times. So what are you kind of, what's kind of your plans with that this year? Uh, well, that was a special case. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I think most people knew that. We only had two kids that had to go both ways. Uh, we're not going to have that luxury this year. Mm-hmm. And we've we've taken that approach into our off-season training. We've ran more than we ever have uh, this season in the off-season. Um, the one place I like to kind of keep solid, just one-way players is our offensive line. Mm-hmm. And you can copy teams from around the state, around the area. I copy Riverheads on that one. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I, just it seems like traditionally the teams that can two platoon their offensive line and defensive lines, man, they're they're solid. They're mm-hmm. solid, and and it gives kids a role. It gives kids a role, and we may only have one or two kids there playing both ways. So our skill kids are going to have to carry a little bit more of the load. So we're you know, and I think they're they're ready. They're ready for that challenge. I I mean I love to brag on our kids. I apologize for that to the community, <laughs> to the community, and everybody else in this area because everybody's got great kids. But Trenton Morris and Colton Dean and Jamarcus Davis and Nate Rodriguez, they're going to be really good running backs. Mm-hmm. You know I don't know if they'll be like Jaywan Evans, but they are really good running backs and they're really good young men. How, how unsung is your offensive line? I mean, it seems like last year when you watched that team, you know. I think people just kind of put a lot of it on just what Jaywan was doing. I mean, I mean, he was a pretty magical running back. But I think during the course of that run last year that people might have kind of forgotten that you had a pretty solid offensive line that was kind of making his life a little bit easier. So, I mean, looking forward to this year, I mean, your offensive line play, do you expect it to be unsung again? Do you think they're going to get some credit? Or is that just what linemen do? They don't, you know, they're, they're happy with that. As long as their running backs gaining yards, that's all the credit they need. Well, the head coach is a former offensive lineman, so they're not going to be looking for any credit. I can tell you that right now, and we're not going to give them any credit. So, um, But at the same you know, we had kids like Logan Doffelmeyer. We had three or four seniors up there last year, Jordan Good, um, Isom Whiteley, uh, Anthony Key, and those type kids. But now, you know what? We're going to have four new seniors up there this year. Mark Carter, you know, Joe Karakoff, um, Zach Schiffel's a junior, Tariq Sweet. Nate Bradley, these kids are ready to go to work, and they're kind of ready for it now. We did have a, another loss that probably a lot of people don't see. We lost Ryan Flannery, our offensive line coach. He moved back to Salem with his wife. Um, so I'm taking over. Me and him kind of did the O-line, but he was in charge. So I'm going to get back into the realm of doing that again, and I'm looking forward to it uh, to give me something to do, keep me from <laughs> bugging the other coaches, I guess you could say. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah, I mean um, – you want to you want to develop the attitude and the mentality that have a chip on your shoulder. You're not going to get any credit. This is your job. Do your job, and we don't. They don't want any credit. It's what I want to kind of teach them. Yeah, I mean, whenever you have a lot of changes like you guys have had with so many new faces and, and so many players from last year gone, um, it, it's natural to wonder if anything else changes. Do you? I mean, are we going to see the same type of team from you guys this year in terms of schemes on offense and defense? Are you making any changes on either side of the ball in, in that way? 
Absolutely. I mean, uh, I kind of laughed when you guys were interviewing Coach Grog, how he was a CIA there with his offense and defense. Uh, I thought that was funny. I had to give him a shout-out on that one. That's a nice job, Danny. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're going to do what we do. Um, well, and our coaches, our coaches do a really good job of, you know, what do we have? Mm-hmm. What do we have? You know, do we need to be a ground and pound team? Do we need to be a speed hit the flank? Do we need to throw the ball? I mean, we never ran the ball when we had Jalen McNair and Javon Butler. We ran the ball four or five, seven times a game max. You know, and I, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know the answer to that question yet. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of stuff built in. Um, you know, Tice is a capable passer. You know, in balance, what Coach Schiff, of course, I was listening to his too. <laughs> you know, what he said, is, and we can't, we're cut from the same mold. The more balanced you can be, the tougher you're going to be in the postseason and you're tougher you are to stop. And, you know, defensively, Coach Gillenwater, Coach Ray, Coach Long, they do a tremendous job with our defense and we've improved our points per game average every year. Um, and those guys, you know, we're going to do what we do there. That's pretty simple. I mean, it's not. Not rocket science. One thing that is changing, and obviously we talked about this earlier this week, I believe, is the Bull Run District. Um, you know, what when you just look at that district, what are you kind of expecting? I mean, I know we, we spoke about it the other day, but, you know, the Shenandoah, you kind of know it's going to be ground and pound. You don't see much with passing. But I know just talking to some of the coaches around the, around the former Shenandoah coaches, you know, Nolan Jeffries and some of you guys, it, it kind of seems like there might be a little bit more different looks a little bit this year in the Bull Run. Yeah, absolutely. You know, each coach has their own little stamp of approval, I guess you could say, with their programs. You know, and I picked them in the top three when you asked me that, but I didn't say anything about them in the article, and I'm sure he'll hold that against me with his team is Clark County. You know, they're, they're like Coach Jeffrey said, they're your, they're your ground and pound team. They're going to try to beat you up physically, and uh, they're kind of like a Buffalo Gap type team. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, those teams up there, they have their identities. Fortunately, we've either played against them you know, or we, we've seen them on film, and that's a tough district. It's going to be a tough league. You know, Strasburg's got a Division One quarterback, mm-hmm. so I'm sure they're going to utilize him. You know, Nolan's going to do what Nolan does. Right. He's going to try to, you know, run that tee, and he's going to try to beat you up. And um, everybody's got their own stamp. I mean, you gave a shout-out earlier to Danny Grog. Let me give a shout-out to you guys at East Rock because I think – keeping Riverheads and Buffalo Gap on, on your schedule, even though you left the Shenandoah, was a really good thing. I mean, it, it keeps it, – they seem like natural rivalries uh, between you guys. Was that just a no-brainer for you guys to make sure that at least those two teams with similar styles who are very solid programs, uh, was that just a no-brainer to keep them on your schedule in the non-district? Yeah, I have a philosophy when I'm making a schedule or trying to make a schedule. And, um, you know, you, want, you don't want to play a bunch of soft teams. You don't want to just W's because that's not going to help you. It's not going to help you get better, and it's not going to help you in the point system with the Virginia High School League power ratings. So I figured with those two teams, they've been the top two traditional powers in our league. You know, um, Riverheads was the first time we'd beaten them last year. You know, and Co- I'll be honest with you, Coach Castor is a friend of mine. He he thanked me for keeping him on the schedule. All right, so mm-hmm. he did, you know, which is kind of a surprise. Well, it's symbiotic. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you're up, you know, he wants to play you as well, and right. that's the only way to get better, right? And he, um, you know, he's having to travel clear across the state to find games, and um, I've been in those situations before. It's not fun. Um, and I, I'm number one, I didn't want to travel. I didn't want to travel all over the state of Virginia. I wanted to play teams here. There's plenty of teams here to play, uh, and we made a list of teams, and luckily our schedules worked out, And uh, but – Unfortunately for me, 
our first four games, you know, they're brutal. They're mm-hmm. brutal. I mean, our first four or five games are, I don't even know who. I know we say one game at a time, right? But, you know, Spotswood was 9-1. and one. Uh, They were the district champions. Riverheads was 13-1 and one or something like that, mm-hmm. state champions. So um, not sleeping very well looking at that whole picture right there right now. Does Chris Parker still run the spinning single wing up at uh, Clark County? Yep, Coach Parker. Um, I know Coach Childs real well, the defensive coordinator there, and I've gotten to know Coach Parker uh, through the meetings and stuff. He does a tremendous job. He's a single wing guy. Uh, I think the comment made on social media there I saw was sling T now because the, the one kid quarterback's pretty athletic, the Childs kid. So um, it'll be different than what we face week in and week out. But Buffalo Gap had run that style also, so you got you got four days to get ready for it and prepare your kids, and then you got to be ready to go. How do you get ready for that kind of offense and prepare your kids for it? Well, it's an unbalanced offense. You know, they, it's it's got its own little quirks and everything else. And I've heard this saying a ton of times: it's not the X's and O's, it's the Jimmys and Joes. I mean, I know that. You know, and you can run. There's teams that run the single wing that are successful. You know, you go back to Giles County. You know. And, you know, there's teams that run the spread, Heritage High School out of Lynchburg. Both of those teams have won state championships. They've done it different ways. It's how you communicate to the kids. We ran the wing tee at TA and at East Rock. We were successful. Now we've moved to the spread. We're successful. So, First coach that ever said that, Jimmy is Joe's things to me. Here's a little trivia. was Dale Spitzer, former Fort Defiance uh, football <laughs> coach. Uh, you're listening to the Rocktown Sports Pod. This is Episode 27, Jim Sacco and Cody Elliott with East Rockingham football coach Donnie Coleman. Uh, Donnie, you know, Dale reminded us when he was in here of the fact that he's over against quote-unquote little brother, and that's my quote, not his. He didn't say little brother. I reminded him that's how some people look at it, that you, East Rock's the little brother of Spotswood. <laughs> I mean, you guys are buddies. You guys go back away. He was on your staff. I mean, and you talked a little about you know his you know his how they were last season nine and one, and you look at that first part of your schedule. And since we're taking it day by day, and I guess that's technically the first day we can talk about this a little bit. I mean, how are you preparing for that? You know, how do you prepare for that Spotswood team, knowing that a you know you got a coach that's probably a little bit hungry to get a win. You know, b you got a few seniors on that team are probably a little bit hungry against. Get, to get a win in you and you know see there's you you want to make sure you don't you know you don't break that streak right I mean how do you prepare for that yeah I mean that it's it's been a great game uh it's been a great series between those guys it's always fun it's kind of like starting off a year and playing in a Super Bowl environment uh it's it's an amazing environment for even me as long as I've been in this business uh you know and coach Shuffle was on our staff and you know I, I'll be honest with you we have to communicate as as coaches in these in this county and work around different situations and rules and I, I, I talked to Dale and he was laughing about that and we were we were joking about it and it's kind of cool he's going to play his psychological warfare with his kids just like I am we both know we're going to do that you know he's going to he's going to use every advantage he can but once the ball once the foot hits the ball I don't know if that's going to matter now on the flip side of that is it's kind of it's kind of a relief for me because you know they've got all the pressure on them I feel like you know, they've got the 18, 20 seniors, whatever they have. And, you know, we laughed about that, too. So, uh, you know, and, and I'm kind of like, you, I don't I don't want to use the word little brother. But, you know, hey, we are a little brother here now. So, you know, they got this. And predictions, I mean, I, I love you guys' coverage and everything. But I pay attention to predictions about as much as I do the weather. You know, <laughs> I could care less. I think we were picked pick to finish th- third or fourth last year. 
you know, I kind of laugh at it. Usually those are done by people that have no, you know, they, they don't have any idea what type of kid you got. And, um, I mean, you guys can pick all you I enjoy it. Sometimes it helps me motivate our kids. <laughs> I'll use it and twist it the way I can. Yeah, I was going to say, that Spotswood team particularly, you know, last year you guys played them in that first game, and they were a little young at that point, not, you know, not discrediting your guys' win, but they, they, I felt like I kind of watched that team grow up from that first loss to you guys to the team that they were at the end of the year was a completely dif- different team, it felt like, and, and especially, you know, Ryan Hyde and some of those guys who didn't really, we didn't really know much about coming into the year. Um, you know, this year that group is all experienced. I mean, how much better, more, you know, experience of a team are you expecting when you're facing this season? Uh, I, you know, I'm expecting a dogfight. He, he, you know, the quarterback, the linebackers, the running backs, the Barnhart, <laughs> the Conahan. It's just like, it seems like one bullet right after the other one there. But you know, I tell our kids this every day, and every week. In football, it's not like basketball or baseball. You got one Friday night to play mm-hmm. Spotswood High School, and if it doesn't work out for you, you got to hang that L on your schedule for 364 days. <laughs> and you know, we got to play Buffalo Gap twice last year. It very rarely does it happen in football mm-hmm. where you play a team twice. So you'd better be ready that night to play the game. And if you're not, you're, you're going to get beat. Goochland beat us. We don't get we don't get to you know say, well, if we'd have done that, we. I congratulated the team, congratulated the coach, and you move on. So um, I, I'm looking forward to the to the first game, and then when it's over, you know, we're going to wash the laundry and we're going to go to the next game. Yeah, my, my only other question for you is going to be, you know, you've been doing this a long time, and I know you take away lessons each year that you've learned as a coach. Um, after a year like last year where it was, you know, the most successful in program history, probably one of the more successful runs you've experienced as a coach, um, what's the biggest thing that you learned just in terms of how you do things this year? I mean, has anything changed for you this year after going through such a special run last season? Um, yeah, you know, you change every year. You change. Uh, there's something you change internally every year, uh, whether it be with your staff, your program. But the process is there that I've used that I got from Coach Taylor. You know, I've tweaked it here and there and, you know, your weight room workouts to um, you, you, you go everywhere all over the state, all over the wherever you can, YouTube, find new things <laughs> to build teams and stuff like that. But the, 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 I guess the bread and butter is there. We just got to put it together. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> so right. it, it was a fun ride, uh, but I'm, I'm just as excited this year as I was last year at this time. Awesome. Well, Donnie, we thank you for joining us. Uh, Good luck when you guys start camp, and I'm sure we'll see you during the season. This is uh, the Rocktown Sports Pod, and we'll see you guys next week.